Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is ritual. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, Ritual, this is your topic. Why don't we start with something simple like a definition? Excellent. A ritual is something that we do regularly and repetitively. Okay. Something that we do with intention and something that we do on a regular basis. So with intention meaning not that you brush your teeth by rote, but you floss your teeth with the intention of bettering your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Or that your morning ritual is something that you do with intention. Like you have a set ritual of things that you do. You wake up and you recognize the day and you go to the restroom and you do the same things and it becomes something that is not even just rote habit, but is something that has intentionality behind it. It has a sense of purpose and a sense of intention behind it, that it becomes a ritual. It becomes something that has a meaning beyond just I'm flossing my teeth now, but it has a meaning of like, I am preparing my heart and soul and body for my day. Okay. So why is it important to have some sort of a ritual? Rituals are one of those things that grounds us as human beings. And I think that there are some people that flourish with ritual more than others. You know, some folks really, really need ritual and some folks it may not work as well for. Okay. But for many of us, particularly those who are drawn to the Lutheran tradition, right? Mm -hmm. Ritual is something that is a rich and powerful gift for us. It grounds us. It roots us. It pulls in our spirits and gives us kind of guidance. Okay. And again, I want to get at the nuance between a ritual and a straight up routine, which I think you're trying to get at are different things. I think that some days they can feel exactly the same. Okay. Right. I would say that a routine, you know, something that you do over and over and over again, that can very much feel like a ritual if your ritual doesn't have the right intention to it. Okay. So I think there's a challenge there in that a ritual is something you do with a specific intention. Okay. A routine is something you do regularly. Because that's the way your daily life goes. Right. Okay. And I think that it's easy enough for people to have religious ritual become routines. Okay. And And that's not a bad thing. Well, I mean, it's just a reality thing. (laughs) Okay. I I think, right? I think that sometimes people maybe aren't setting as much intention in what they're doing within their religious practice. And that's not to shame someone. It's just reality. We aren't always the most intentional about our religious practice. But there are also times where we can very much create a significant intention around our religious practice or around the way that we wake or the way that we go to sleep or how we greet one another or how we send our families off into the world. All of those things can be a portion of ritual or can have some ritual within them. Okay. Now, Things are a little different in the time of the COVID virus, but I want to talk first about what a traditional church service is like in terms of ritual. 
Sure. What kind of rituals do you find? Is the whole thing considered a ritual or are there smaller rituals within the process itself? Yes, and Okay. <laughs> all of that. Because I think, you know, we talk about religious rites and religious practices and services are just chakra block full of ritual. I think that you can look across different faith traditions, really interfaith, and see a whole host of different rituals that we participate in, whether that is dipping your finger in holy water as you enter and kneeling before you sit down in the pew, right? Or whether that is passing the peace with your neighbor, or whether it is participating in holy communion, singing certain hymns at certain times, or participating in confession and forgiveness. All of those things become our worship service in its entirety, which in and of itself is its own kind of ritual. I think what I am lifting up in this time of COVID-19, because when we're recording this, this is March 31st Mm -hmm. of 2020. So for folks who are listening to this in future years, we are shelter in place, shelter in place and haven't hit the peak of the first wave of this virus yet. And so we are in a time and a place where ritual is actually something that could be really helpful because all of our routines have been completely tossed. Sure, right down to going to church itself. Absolutely. Even how we wake up or when we wake up, for many people that's changed because kids aren't going to school Mm -hmm. or we aren't going into an office. So our commute has changed and we don't have to wake up as early anymore. All of the kind of morning routines or morning rituals of our family or the rituals that our families have around attending school or sending off for a day at school, packing the lunch the night before, all of that kind of stuff has disappeared right now. Sure. And so creating new rituals, creating rituals for this time and place to give us a grounding and a sense of... For some, it will be a sense of control. For some, it will be a sense of inviting in the holy. Okay. Some, it will be a sense of grounding, right? There's all kinds of ways that ritual helps us when we are finding our way through difficulty and change and things like right now where it's just absolutely tumultuous and nothing feels the same and nothing feels consistent. Okay. So what kind of advice would you give to people on creating these? At first, keep it simple. Okay. Right. Just like if you're starting a new fitness program or you're trying to build a new habit, you want to set goals that are attainable and that you can see little things. So creating some kind of a ritual for a moment that either is bringing anxiety in your household or that feels overwhelming. So maybe folks are having a hard time falling asleep. And so creating a ritual right now around writing down the concerns of people's hearts and writing down the worries or writing down people who have died that day right? Anything that is going to be able to get it from our heads and our bodies and our nervous system responses down to something that we can see. Okay. And then, you know, last week we talked about creating a home sacred space. Yep. And so this could be a place where you take those items at the end of the day and you leave them in that sacred space. 
you can pick them up tomorrow, right? You can come back and pick them back up tomorrow if you wish. You can set them down for 10 minutes and come back and pick them up if you wish. Okay. But doing the ritual, the intention, setting the intention of anything where you can identify these ideas or these thoughts or these concepts that are not necessarily a part of you, but that are impacting you and how you can function and letting them be outside of your person and letting them go for at least a few minutes of a day, if not overnight. That kind of a ritual then can help us to build coping skills for finding our way through this time. Do you need some kind of difference between the religious rituals of your day and the non-religious ones? Hmm, what a great question. I think that depends on the individual. Okay. I think for folks who are deeply religious and for whom everything we kind of do has a little bit of timbre of that underneath it, that it's just going to be present. And I think for folks who are not necessarily religious, but for whom having a set pattern and a ritual and intention setting can still be a wonderful coping tool, maybe religion doesn't come into it at all. Okay. And that's that's fine. Okay. Right now, absolutely. I mean, just getting through is what we are aiming to do right now, right? And so I think why I'm lifting this up right now is to let people know ritual is something that you don't have to go to a house of worship to participate in. No religion holds the corner on ritual. Okay. We are all able to create rituals at home that have meaning and depth and rootedness and to engage in those practices in ways that can be incredibly helpful. And I want to actually encourage those rituals. And there's no right or wrong way to do them? I don't think that there is. I think that you could treat them disrespectfully. Okay. And maybe in some ways that's wrong. If it's causing harm to yourself or to others, then that could be a ritual that is not something I would advocate. Okay. But if it is something that isn't causing harm and is something that is helping, I I think it can be very useful. Okay. Is this something that you should find a way to do individually or with the people that you happen to be with at the time since we're sheltering in place with our loved ones or maybe both? Both and. Okay. I think for folks who are sheltering in place with other people, creating rituals as a community can be a super helpful thing to help you all find your way through. Sure. I don't know about other folks, but after a couple of weeks of this, my spouse and I are, you know, probably needing good rituals around confession and forgiveness to each other. (laughs) Sure. I mean, there's lots of opportunities there. So creating that with family is not a bad thing or creating that with roommates is not a bad thing. For those of us who are sheltering in place solo, that doesn't necessarily give a ton of option for interaction, right? So maybe intentionally creating a ritual even if it's digital, sure, creating a ritual of calling someone that you love to check in at night or a ritual of creating space to hold the thoughts and the ideas of those other people, anything to keep connected when sheltering in place in true isolation, it can be incredibly difficult and draining. So that's a challenge. I think it's also possible to 
figure out how to do these kinds of things, like any kind of a ritual, just as a, an individual person, even if you are sheltering with other people, that you can create rituals that serve your own personal soul well, in some powerful ways. When you are stuck with other people for any amount of time, especially for those of us that are introverts, having some sort of alone time or peace to yourself can be incredibly important and sometimes vital. Absolutely. I think about making my pot of tea. Sure. Right? Tea has been center of ritual for thousands of years for dozens of communities and cultures and religions around the world. There's a strong set of ritual around beverage. And you can really bring out some wonderful things. For me, the beverage that I have a strong ritual with is Earl Grey tea. Right? Sure. And so that act of brewing it to the right temperature and setting it to the right sweetener for me and having the loose leaf tea that is my preferred brand of the moment. Sure. All of those pieces, that ritual with the intention set of self-nourishment. It's okay to get a little fussy in some of these. You can go into the minutiae and the detail. Now is the time. Yeah. And even, I mean, I was doing that previous in the sense of carrying my own favorite tea bag with me, right? Sure. So that even in daily life, we have access to those rituals, those pieces that then in a moment of anxiety, when I taste Earl Grey tea, my autonomic response is to calm and to feel grounded because that's my ritual is to feel grounded and nourished and cared for when I drink something with a lot of bergamot in it. Sure. And so that that's part of the gift and the power of ritual is it connects us to history and it connects us to what has been and what can be. And it holds us in that kind of space and brings on a different reaction. Okay. So for many of us, it's been a pretty abrupt switch thanks to the virus kind of coming on strong and all at once. So we went from I'm going to church as regular to I'm staying home as completely not regular at all. As we shift to that and then shift out of it, how do you see these overlapping or not overlapping? Oh, it's a great question. I think that there will be new rituals that are created in this time, both for people and for families that can bridge that gap okay. between where we are right now and where we will be. I think that it would be foolish and perhaps even foolhardy to just go back to what we were. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the world has fundamentally changed. We're not quite sure how yet. Exactly. But it's definitely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so then how do we take these things that we're doing now and take the best parts of them and move them forward into the future. I think that that is all yet to be seen. I think that there are new rituals that we're creating that could be powerful gifts in the future. And there will be some where they can be released once we're no longer doing this. Okay. Sometimes rituals are there for a certain time. I think about bedtime rituals for kids. Uh, yeah, that is right? not a forever thing, even though it feels like it at the time. Right. I mean, they're important. They're special and they're sacred and they're good. And helping a child 
get tucked in to fall asleep at night is a precious and holy time and those rituals are really important, but you don't do the same thing with your 15-year-old that you do with your one-year-old. Sure. Right? They're vastly different. And so how you create those rituals that will remain or be shifted or be changed and what do we hold on to and what don't we hold on to right now in this moment isn't necessarily the time to be asking it. Okay. Right now, in this moment, the time, I think, is to figure out what is useful, what is helpful, what is sustainable. And sustainable right now could be practically, you know, could be real, real, real simple, real basic. Okay. Because we're all in the midst of trauma and trauma brain and the world is changing all around us and our autonomic systems fight, flight, or freeze or going all over the place every single minute. And so right now, is it helpful? Is it useful? Is it sustainable? How can we do this ritual? And how do we do this where we are? How can we help ourselves disconnect holy ritual or important ritual or helpful ritual from only being in a building away from where we are located? Okay. How do we let that come into our daily lives to be something that is helpful to us? And how do we set those intentions? I think that's the important thing. Okay. And that can be as simple as like getting dressed for work. Even if you're only going into your kitchen. Right? Exactly. I think about Mr. Rogers and his ritual of like walking in the door and changing his shoes and putting on his sweater. Yeah. Right? And that was a ritual. He was putting on the clothes and the garb that were for the work that he was doing in that moment. And that's the kind of thing to set that intention and create that space and to give ourselves that grace. That's the kind of gentleness we need right now. Okay. So is there anything you're doing now that you haven't done before that you may miss when we go back to reality? Well, whatever reality becomes. I'm cooking so much more. (laughs) Yeah. Like the ritual of cooking and making food. And I cook on cast iron. Yeah. And so cleaning the cast iron and seasoning the cast iron. Like, yes, my pets are happy that I'm home. But man, my cast iron is joyful. It's never been happier, huh? (laughs) It is so happy right now. It's got a beautiful seasoning on it. And that whole ritual of creating food and enjoying it and the nurturing that come from it. Maybe that's just my Southern roots talking. And I have made buttermilk biscuits like three times already during this quarantine. But that kind of piece, I think I will be very sad when I don't get to do that as much anymore. In a text study with pastors today, one of them brilliantly said, I don't want things to go back to the way they were. Because we've been swept up in this parade of busyness. We have. And the gift that we have right now of being together and being present and meals together and cooking and nourishing food and all of those pieces, it's a gift. And I concur with that. There's some real treasure in getting to use my cast iron so much. Sure. Okay. That's going to lead me to a quick last question. Where do you recommend people start? Should it be as simple as making a meal once a week with everybody involved? Should it happen on a Sunday? Should it be individual? Should it be group? I think right now in this time, the most important thing is 
that it be kind, that it be helpful, and that we don't should ourselves into it. <laughs> okay. I should right? do that. I should be doing yeah, this. Because we have so much right now. Well, and that's kind of where we were, isn't it? Totally. And I think right now, a place to start is simply to say, what what is a pressure? What is a place that is hurting? What is a place that I feel overwhelmed or I don't know how to manage this particular experience? And then come up with some kind of a ritual, some kind of a way to treat that experience and then try to do it for a regular basis for some time. And if it doesn't sustain, let it go. You don't have to stick with it. You don't have to stick with it. You know, there are a lot of folks who are really angsty about not being able to keep up with what they gave up for Lent this year. We have given up plenty for Lent. Exactly. The whole world has given up more than enough for Lent. Have your ice cream. Eat your chocolate. It's really okay. Mm -hmm. Right? But finding those pieces that are kind, that are helpful, that are sustainable, that are useful for you in this time, that's where you start. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about ritual. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all so much for listening in. Our prayers remain with you in this time. It would be lovely to hear from you. If you have a question or a thought that you would like us to address in this time, please reach out. You can reach us at podcast at centralportland.org or find us on Facebook. We are grateful for your presence. Go wash your hands, stay safe, and remember that God loves you no matter what. <laughs>